How in the Hell Did I Get Here is supported by The Coloring Book Coach. Check out the new podcast, How to Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit, an intuitive guide for your month. Find it at thecoloringbookcoach.com. When I was about 11, I was in church one Sunday and went up for communion, just like I'd done many times before. But this day was different. On this day, after receiving the host or communion wafer, which was like eating paper, by the way, I turned sharply to my left to return to my seat with my hands folded in front of me in the namaste position. When my foot hooked under the small step where the priest was standing and I fell over like a statue in, well, a church. (laughs) At first, I didn't know what happened. And then I realized I was lying on the floor in front of the whole congregation. And here's the weird thing. Every single person there was acting like it didn't happen. I literally had to crawl a few feet to get back up while people were getting their wafers and walking around me. Today's episode has stories about moments like that. When something happens and you're not sure what's happening or truly how in the hell it happened. Stay tuned for the shenanigans. This is Kim A. Floden and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? As always, today's episode includes swear words. Hey, it's Kim. I just have one quick reminder before the show. If you're listening and you love us, and how could you not love us, and we're making you laugh, could you please do us a quick favor and leave us a quick rating at iTunes? And please tell your friends about the show. Thank you. It's the 80s. The hair is big, the shoes are tall, the shoulders are padded, and the skirts are tight. I'll let Jenny and Carrie take it from here. (laughs) So I got invited out with some friends of mine who were all guys. I just, some guys I partied with and it was not a dating thing, none of them, but we just had a lot of fun together, but it was middle of the, I don't know, late afternoon, evening. We were going to a softball tournament in Racine, Minnesota. So this is the eighties still. I'm wearing a jeans skirt and it's quite Mm -hmm. form fitting. And I looked pretty good, I thought. Big hair, tight clothes. Yep. My friends. And we're at this um, softball tournament, which is not the appropriate place to be dressed like that. But whatever. We're drinking, too. And I believe probably more than that. But So we're drinking. And at one point, I went to get stand up out of my lawn chair. And you know how lawn chairs are kind of tippy? So yes. I, <laughs> I can't quite... Like, my legs are too tightly bound together with my jeans skirt. Mm-hmm. So I can't quite stabilize myself. <laughs> and so gravity wins, and I tip over sideways. Not just do I tip over, I tip over into the whole line of bicycles. So picture the Pee Wee Herman movie where he tips over all oh, the, yeah, yeah. All the all motorcycles. The <laughs> oh, God. Uh-huh. Except for it was just like 10 speeds. So I tip <laughs> over this whole row of 10 speeds. The game stops. The crowd stands up. Everybody's looking at me. I'm trapped on my back like a fucking turtle. And nobody is helping me up. And I cannot get up. <laughs> You're like the kid from Christmas Story. Yeah. With this. Yeah, exactly. I can't get up. <laughs> finally, one of my friends that I was there with, you know, tries to lessen the embarrassment. And just like gets me up and walks me out of there. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Jenny, I can, I, I've got a story kind of like that, but not exactly. But yeah, embarrassment 
with a jean skirt. <laughs> this was yeah. also in the 80s, and I was yeah. wearing one of those tight-fitting jean skirts. Mm-hmm. Mine was pink, because I was fucking 80s cool. Really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm wearing one of those jean skirts and a matching jean jacket, I might add. Yes. And high mm-hmm. heels, of course. Oh, I was and, wearing heels, um, Yeah, this is when I worked at the Comedy Gallery. And giant hair, because that was in. Giant hair, absolutely. Bleach blonde giant hair. And I worked at the Comedy Gallery, and there was a kind of a party house that all the comics and local celebrities and and everybody would, you know, have parties. They they had parties, like, all the time. So we're going there one night after work, and I'm all gussied up in my outfit, and it was January. We're walking up to the house, a gang of us. And I, of course, slip on the ice, fall right on my ass, and rip the jean skirt right up the back, all the way to the seam, splits the seam, because they're so tight. Right. You know, I mean, you can barely walk at all. I don't know yeah. what I was thinking. I'm like 22, so I guess I probably wasn't thinking. So I have now slipped my, the, what was a little tiny slit in the back of the skirt is now right. wide up open. To, up to, yeah, like up to my waist. <laughs> and i'm like you know once they get me up i don't even know how i got up again in the six inch high heels or whatever i was wearing and it's like okay um we figure out we can tie my jean jacket kind of around my butt yeah that's what i was picturing that's what i would do yeah but it doesn't really work because it's a jean jacket and it's not not gonna hang well yeah right yeah so anyway and we go to the party with me now with this weird bustle thing going on <laughs> but i mean it, it it didn't work it didn't last so did i leave the party no <laughs> yeah it's like wearing a hospital gown to a party yeah it was but you know i had nylons on underneath it because nylons were the thing still in the yes, yes they were god legs. Thank god we don't have those anymore yeah mm-hmm. pantyhose you know the, yeah, the, pantyhose. You know, the legs so i had eggs yeah I had something, you know. (laughs) La eggs, yes, exactly. Yeah, I just remember, yeah, the skirt just flopping around me all night, but I didn't care because there was vodka there. I am Carrie, and this is Carrie's ass. (laughs) Exactly. I'm Carrie, and meet my ass. We were all friends. (laughs) What the hell? Based on the fact that myself and four of my siblings are visually challenged, I think it's fair to say that seeing clearly is not really the thing in our family. Carrie and Jenny decide to rectify this as adults, and based on the stories they tell here, it's a good thing they did. Keep in mind, my eyes are shit. I have been, like, afraid of not knowing where I was for ever, like forever. Oh, like you think you're gonna, like, you're, you're in the wrong spot at the wrong right. place, like if time, I'm not whatever. totally sure. So even like at work, you know, in the early days of work, I remember walking through uh, the subway for all the connecting buildings, and I was always like, "God, is that the men's room or the women's room?" And okay, so keep in mind, my eyes are shit, so I couldn't see anything. So I was always really scared to go anywhere where I had never been before. I never wanted to do that. Fast forward to about age 29, 30, I finally got the uh, LASIK surgery, so my eyesight was corrected. And not long after that, so I'm back at work one day, and I can see now, and I was walking down the hallway going to lunch with my friend Dave, and I remember everybody was, like, staring at me all the way through. You know, there was a lot of people around, so everywhere we went, people were staring at me. I remember at one point going, Dave, you know, is my hair like screwed up or is there something on my face? 
And he goes, no, why? And I'm like, everybody's staring at me. And eventually I realized that was just normal human eye contact. I just couldn't ever see it before. <laughs> you weirdo. I know. I was, <laughs> I was just normal. How bad were your eyes, you weirdo? They were, I, well, they weren't bad enough that the glasses couldn't correct it. I just hated wearing glasses because I get a headache from wearing glasses. So I, I just went around, you know, blind pretty much. I didn't drive blind, but. So, Thank yeah. God. Jenny, I kind of know how you feel because I did. I mean, you know that I was blind as a bat. Yeah, you my were worse than me. Yeah, you were worse. And yeah, I literally, if I was at a street corner, I couldn't tell if the light was red or green, green you okay, know, across you were, the street. <laughs> you were way worse. <laughs> Yeah. And I Carrie, mean, were you bad. on something? Because they're in different spots on the light thing. I don't, no, but I mean, it really was. <laughs> you couldn't even see the light. Right? No, I, I mean, you, I could see it, but I couldn't see it well enough to tell which one was lit up. And I know one time I broke my glasses or lost my glasses or something. And I walked to the glasses shop to, to get new glasses. But I was walking home, blind as a bat. I should have had a cane. And I'm <laughs> crossing the street and I'm doing it by judging that there's no cars coming, right? So I'm not going to get killed. I could at least figure that out. And I'm walking and this guy is coming towards me. And I'm looking at him and he's looking and I can't tell who he is at all, but he keeps looking at me and like in the middle of the street, he's like, oh my God, how are you? I didn't even recognize you without your glasses. What are you? I'm like, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so God. It was like in my face, you know, but it was one of those weird things where you can tell, even though I couldn't see him well enough to identify him, I knew that he was zeroing in on me. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, who is this weirdo? And, I, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, it's worse than that because you don't know, is this a weirdo I know or, not, or a weirdo right. I don't Right. Is know. it a, weir a good weirdo, bad weirdo? What kind of weirdo are we dealing with here? Carrie is basically walking blind when she runs into someone who knows her. But does she know him? Find out after we come back from this short break. Stay with us. Do you wish you had someone you could tell your secrets to? Would you like to be able to share your secret in a safe, supportive environment? Are you ready to take a brave step forward and release your secret anonymously to me at Tell Your Secret, a bold new service and podcast where you can share your secret and also hear other people's secrets on the podcast of the same name? If your answer was yes to any of these questions, I would absolutely love to chat. Reach out to Kim, the coloring book coach at tellmeyoursecret.club. Now, back to Carrie and the mysterious man in the crosswalk. Yeah, and you're like, who is this weirdo? And, I, and it's like, yeah, well, no, it's worse than that because you don't know, is this a weirdo I know or, not, or a weirdo Right, I don't is know. it a, weir a good weirdo, bad weirdo? What kind of weirdo are we dealing with here? Yeah. So did you ever, did you just have to say, I can't see, I have no idea who the fuck you are? Or what oh, I'm sure I wasn't smart enough to to say that you just nodded and, and literally said, yeah, I mean he started you. you know he started talking to me before he got up to me and then I was like okay now I know who you are oh you did know okay once he got up to me yeah mm -hmm. it's like yeah okay I do know you it was Carl <laughs> you're like let me feel your face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was it was really scary trying to venture out in the world because my eyesight was so bad before I had the magic surgery too and jenny will back me up on this i bet reading the fine print on the bottles in your medicine cabinet oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> you guys are weird and seeing from like how weird. far across the room you can read the <laughs> read them you know it was it was magical so <laughs> yeah. i remember going in for my surgery and it's you know it's seconds worth of actual laser surgery but still i was expecting mm. it to be a big like a four-hour ordeal just with the whole appointment prep all that 
No. From the time Bill parked the car, we went in, I had the surgery, and came back out. It was 45 minutes till I was back in the car. But even right. in, in the surgery room, which is, you know, it's laser surgery, so it's not like you're in a big sterile room. You're just in a procedure room. Right. right when they were done, he goes, so look at the clock. And I was astounded. I was amazed because oh, my wow. eyesight was 100%. I mean, it was 20-20. And yeah, it was, I really was, like you expect, you get your eyes fixed, you can see afterwards. But having actually being able to see all of a sudden, like one second you can't see, 45 seconds later, you have perfect vision. It was amazing. So you had it a little different than I did. I didn't get that wowie right off the no. bat. Yeah, I was one of the very first people to have it. And so they were really super cautious back then. And they would only do one eye at a time. Then you had to wait two weeks. So I had one eye with twenty twenty vision and the other eye with what? Lucky vision? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in a constant state of vertigo. Okay. Oh that sounds for, awesome. Yeah, for two weeks. And I was waitressing then. So you're you know, you're balancing a tray on your hand all the time. <laughs> that had to be great. Oh, it was quite quite the treat and quite the trip. I mean, it is literally, I, I mean, I got the one I done and God bless him, Dr. Sure was his name and you want a doctor named Sure. Hells yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we go in to do the first eye. Of course, we've gone through the whole, I know everything that's going to happen. You're laying back in the chair and you've got your eye taped open. He goes, okay, we're going to start the laser. Don't move your eye. I know you have to stare. You can't move. <laughs> oh, that God. was the hardest part. Even for oh, no fucking God. way. I yes. would have been freaking out. out. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it, it is hard. for like 40 seconds. And it's like mm -hmm. all you can think for that 40 seconds is one. Okay, how do you not move your eye? Right. <laughs> how do you even know if you're moving your fucking eye? Right. And, and the other thought that's in your head the whole time is if my eye accidentally moves like right. a quarter of an inch <laughs> my whole eyeball gonna get seared <laughs> yes, at the laser? That's my eye <laughs> <laughs> so that's the worst part of it and it is literally like 40 seconds but it's an eternity i have a hair in my eye but not just any hair here's my story you guys what? ever gotten a giant piece of hair in your eye where it's like gone like back behind your eyeball? Uh, you pull it out and it's like six <laughs> inches long? Yeah. <laughs> um, no. That's happened no. to me and it recently happened to me where I got a giant piece of hair in there and I could, it was in there for like three days. Oh and God. it okay. finally... <laughs> what the fuck? I don't okay, know. First, first of all, why do you say a giant piece of hair instead of a giant <laughs> hair? <laughs> I don't know. It was a giant hair. Okay, a long hair. So, it got so in we there. know that it didn't actually come from a giant. No, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. a giant's hair. It could have been. I don't know. I, I could see it. Like when I pulled my lid down, I could see it down in there, but I could not get to it. It, it wasn't irritating me. I mean, I could feel it in there, but it wasn't like it was a problem. But I'm like, this can't stay in there. Like day four. So I'm like, I flushed it out. came out in a circle. It had been all the way around my eyeball, top and bottom. And like, like it was, was in, it tied in a bow or something? What do you mean? Well, it was hooked together by, you know, eye crud. Oh, but God. it came out in a perfect circle. It was it was above and below all the way around my eye. Holy and another that. time, I went and got my hair cut. And like three days later, I pulled this hair out. And it kept coming and coming and coming. And I'm like, what? Are you sure you're what not just this? growing hair in your eyeball? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> had a hair grow through the roof of his mouth. Stop oh, it. my God. <laughs> I know. No, 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 no. Stop right now because I'm right? already on the verge of retching. 
I know we had to have Gordon have it like pulled out. I'm like, no, stop! <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Okay>, stop! <laughs> oh my god! Uh-uh. No, no. I mean, I don't know what causes that mutant cell. Like I guess. a beard hair, or mustache I hair? <laughs> Who cares? Okay, let's just move Who on. Who cares? Oh it's yeah, hair coming through the roof of your mouth. Just no happy ending here. <laughs> Thank you to my sisters, Carrie and Jenny, for sharing their stories today. I definitely picked up some fashion do's and don'ts during this episode, and I bet you did too. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying... The game stops. The crowd stands up. Everybody's looking at me. I'm trapped on my back like a fucking turtle. And (laughs) nobody is helping me. How in the hell did I get here? Don't forget to subscribe to my new podcast and service called Tell Me Your Secret. The teaser and trailer are available now on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you have a secret you want to share, visit tellmeyoursecret.club, as in join the club, to contact me and for more information. Thanks. And thank you, Silent Partner, for our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, and our ad music, Blue Skies. We found Silent Partner on YouTube's Creator Library. Find their links in our show notes. How in the Hell Did I Get Here is a production of The Coloring Book Coach and is written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden with editing direction from Carrie Floden.